The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about using collegiate athletics as a platform for marketing success. Joining us is Jennifer Davis, who is the CMO at Learfield IMG College, which is one of the largest collegiate sports marketing companies. Learfield represents more than 100 of the nation's top collegiate properties in the NCAA, and as a corporate member of the Association of National Advertisers, universities that use their services include Florida State, University of Texas, and of course, the University of California. Go Bears. Yesterday, Jennifer and I talked about collegiate sports and consumer brand marketing challenges. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about audio's role in sports marketing. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Jennifer Davis, CMO at Learfield IMG College. Jennifer, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Excited to continue our conversation and probably talk too much about the Golden Bears. <laughs> if I haven't mentioned it, I'm kind of a fan. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about sports marketing in general and how it can provide a medium for brands to engage with passionate communities, but it also allows them to target the college sports fan, a relatively broad demographic, and you could do it locally, regionally, or nationally. One of the ways that I've experienced sports marketing the most is through audio. And I think that this is a developing medium. I'm obviously biased as a podcast host. But I think of sports marketing being primarily driven for me as a radio medium, something that's maybe going away, if not decreasing a little bit. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about audio's role in sports marketing. Tell us about how big of a portion of sports marketing audio marketing ends up making up. And is it all just radio still? We do a lot of radio, for sure. We actually operate over 40 different radio affiliates. And in addition to that, we have streaming content as well. And increasingly are innovating on that side of the house as well. And I think audio has a long-term place. Podcasting is not a new technology, but yet it has really caught on and is an area that's continuing to grow. And I think the same applies to any accessible, consumable content about things you're passionate about. And who's more passionate than college sports fans? That's what gets me as I'm sitting here listening to the games or Often the post-game show, if I actually get to go to a game, I have young children, so that happens less now than ever before, but soon I'm going to be able to drag them with me to the games as well. 
and we listen to the post game and we hear this broadcast was brought to you by Learfield IMG College. And all of a sudden now, not only am I hearing the ads that you're presenting, but I'm hearing which brand is yours. I have questions about the technology behind audio, where you mentioned that there is traditional, I guess, terrestrial radio, there's streaming services, obviously podcasts as well. Help me understand the balance of those three mediums. In terms of order of magnitude, you know, what's the size difference between radio? Is there still more market share there than in the streaming services or in podcasting for sports marketing? You know, radio has been around for multiple decades. A while. A little while. So it had a head start on lots of other options. And frankly, what we're doing in streaming are different things. They're more editorial in nature, less gameplay reporting. And we're doing things that actually blur the two as well. So for instance, our radio shows, we now actually record the announcers talking about the games and the like. And we've created a whole other set of content called Behind the Mic that shines a light on the reporting on sports. And so we're going to increasingly see these lines blur in a bit where maybe the consumer would care less about where exactly they're finding the content and they care more about what the content is and if it's meaningful and enhancing their experience as a fan. So whether it's listening to the game because they weren't able to make it to the stadium and they had other things busy their hands that day and it's a kind of the ultimate sports multitask or they're using it as a way to get additional insights and editorial about the game, even as you said, the post-game analysis, that kind of thing. Again, I'm seeing much more blurred lines moving forward, but terrestrial radio certainly has a big role in the sports experience today. There has to be a generational component into this as well. And maybe I'm just speaking from my own experience, but I go to the game with the old Blue Bloods. My dad's best friend, George, is in his mid-80s. He sits down at the game once we like wheel him and carry him up the stairs and he listens to the radio while he's watching the game because he wants to hear the announcers talking about what's happening. After the game, me being the next generation down, I turn on the stream of the game to hear the post-game analysis. And I think probably the younger generation who is, you know, more into the sound bites and shorter form content is probably going to either social media or to things like podcasts where they're getting snapshots and recaps to be able to consume content. Do you find that there's a generational gap between the three mediums? I would say in broad terms, yes. And often it's just the habits that have formed. College fans are as habitual as the players can be and sometimes as superstitious about the way they show up as a fan. You mean walking around the whole stadium twice before the game starts is not weird? I'm not judging. If you wear your lucky socks for the game, again, I'm not judging. I don't mess with what works. <laughs> but I would also say what I think is interesting about the examples that you showed is that we think of over the top or shoulder content as being a new thing. But here's your 80-year-old friend who has been consuming the game in two ways simultaneously for decades. And I think the common thing is now just people have more choice. So people can choose between these options in a way that maybe that level and breadth of choice just didn't exist when people started watching. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. 
Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So talk to me about some of the uses of the technology between obviously terrestrial radio, streaming, and then we'll call it podcasting or social media, the sort of short form content. What are the brands that are using audio well to reach sports marketers? You know, what do those campaigns look like? The common thing that I see is that it's the relevance. You mentioned a local brand. Anderson Carpet, that's their name. I finally remember. Oh, they see, they, they roll out the Anderson Carpet and then the players run out onto the court with the blue and gold carpet and the band plays and everybody loves Anderson Carpets. I think one of the things that makes that powerful, and we see plenty of examples of this in other brands, they seek to own something. They seek to name it. They seek to make it a part of the school tradition and have that associated with their brand. And I feel like that's true in the pageantry in the stadium, but it also can translate to other medium as well, audio, where they're telling a story. They're part of the fabric of the experience of the game. And so, I, again, I think it comes down to what does your brand want to be known for and how can you best use the nuances in these different media to really connect in a meaningful way with the fans that you're trying to address. I think the other question I have for you on the topic is, let's talk a little bit about evaluation. And, and I think this is specifically a problem with radio. I know that we struggle with attribution in the podcast game as well, right? It's not a traditional digital format of content where there is a click so you get your attribution and you can understand the exact ROI of someone that was exposed to your ad. How are brands using radio, podcasts, streaming, knowing that they're getting in people's ears and not necessarily having them tap on a screen? We use a lot of different methodologies there. Certainly, it starts as, did we deliver the audience that we said we were going to deliver? So there's proof of performance that brands get. But in terms of the impact of that, it comes down to a number of tools. Sometimes we'll use evaluation metrics by third parties that are evaluating the impact before and after certain brand content was heard in a sampling methodology. There are others that use very much offer-driven content 
So it's still contextual and it's still meant to be non-interruptive and natural, but at the same time, you're driving foot traffic to the local pizza place within the bounds of that radio broadcast or the like. And so there's kind of offer-related things that can serve as a proxy for feedback as well. Ultimately, some things like the long-term brand partners that we've had in radio really do take a long view of it and they want to be associated with that game and that play and that team. And they kind of want to own that real estate, if you will, for the long-term. And so often they're looking at it as a long-term investment in the community that they want to be a part of. There is a mini version of me hiding back there, isn't it? I see him. (laughs) Future bear fan. It would only be right for you to pass along to your children what was so proudly passed to you. That's how it works. My son is destined to be a tortured golden bear fan. He just showed up in the background. And I just want to let everybody know that in the five songs that I sing him before bed, it is a terrible rendition with all of the words wrong of the Cal fight song. Because, you know, I didn't go to Cal. I just know the tune. I love everything about that. This is exactly why sports marketing is so great, mostly specifically for regional and local talent is that it is such a heartfelt medium of entertainment that people really do feel invested. I'm you know, I'm thinking of another ad that I hear at all the Cal games that I've been hearing forever. Nobody beats Berkeley Toyota. They never have and they never will. That's a radio ad that's been playing for 30 years. And if I needed to get a Toyota, I'd probably go to Berkeley because I think of the Berkeley Toyota ads. And my son, should he need a Toyota at any point, will probably hear that ad for 30 years as well. Oh, absolutely. And he'll be signing up for his Toyota for sure. Now, the problem is attribution. I think that in podcasting, we really struggle with this. And when I'm selling podcast sponsorships, often what I'm saying is, look, the promo codes, the vanity URLs, you're going to capture about 10% of the market of traffic that you're actually driving. The people that are really actually going to engage with your brand, 10% of them are going to remember your promo code or going to remember the URLs. 90% of the people are going to hear that ad, file it away in their mental machine, and then come back six months later and be like, huh, why did I think about buying a Toyota from Berkeley? That's interesting. And they're not thinking of the promo code. They're not thinking of the ad. It's about awareness, but there's no way to attribute that. So how do marketers make that investment and rationalize the, I want to commit long-term, I want to be part of this community, and maybe this is a good investment, but I'm never going to be able to figure it out because there is no hardcore attribution. I'm a big fan, as just as much as anyone as a spender of marketing dollars, for wanting attribution and wanting a crisp ROI calculation and for wanting to align certain marketing tactics to the buyer's journey and a pipeline. And what's interesting is that no consumer or business decision maker either for that matter, falls orderly through a sales funnel, (laughs) through awareness and consideration and preference and orderly to the sale in a unified way. The sales funnel is much more like a pinball machine where people are bouncing off content and they are familiarizing themselves. Marketing is working together with sales and other outreach efforts to keep the ball in motion. And really it's when a message has hit the ears of a customer anywhere from 15, 20, 27 times, depending on what research you hear, does it start to become part of them and become easily recitable like you did with that Toyota ad? And so there's a reach and frequency that stands the test of time. 
And that means you're going to overspray in some areas and you're going to target in some areas. But I do feel like the, it's in the combination. It's in the adding the repetition to the targeting. So for instance, you're in the stadium or you're listening to the advertisements and then those same brands are showing up in your social media feed or provide or sponsoring content specifically targeted to your interest. And you're seeing maybe a digital ad show up on websites. You're visiting the official athletic site and seeing their ads there. All of those things kind of work in combination. So at the end of the day, you might end up clicking the digital ad when you're shopping for a car, but it's only because you've heard the ad on the radio. You've seen the ad in the stadium. Again, part of this community is just reinforcing the relationship that the brands have. And so sometimes attribution can absolutely be measured and is very finite. And others, it's part of a marketing mix where you're driving toward an outcome to reach an audience with a message and trying to optimize as best you can within that envelope. The reach and frequency are the metrics that you can actually count. Here's the number of people we hit. Here's how many times we hit them. Those are the sort of hang your hat tangible metrics that you can get from audio. And what is misleading is people think of awareness and being like, okay, once you're aware, you're always aware. And that's not true. You need to consistently be building awareness. And it's not just the fact that someone is aware. It is that you are top of mind when they enter that very short time frame of purchase intent. And to me, that's one of the reasons why audio advertising and specifically, you know, having a longer term engagement in this case, we're talking about sports marketing. Hey, Berkeley Toyota, you know, I'm always going to remember that ad because you've been hitting me up for 30 years. And I think having the opportunity and the placement to do that with an audience that you know is going to be ripe for your product or services is a logical way to spend your marketing budget, even without that really precise transactional type of attribution. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jennifer Davis, CMO of Learfield IMG College. In the third part of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, where Jennifer and I are going to vet my sports marketing podcast idea. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Jennifer, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on her company's Twitter handle, which is Learfield, L-E-A-R-F-I-E-L-D, or you could visit her company's website, which is Learfield.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast.
and I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.